Well, good Monday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice and I are meeting with you this time on our deck. Um, we love being outside. In fact, as long as it stays warm enough for me, I don't even do most of my work inside. I love working back here on the deck. Mary Alice, uh, we're taping this on Saturday morning and last night I just felt like God woke me up and pointed me to a scripture that was on my heart and mind. Uh, I want to read from the book of 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, because these verses carry with it a great assurance. We live in days where it's hard to know what you can count on anymore. That's right. I mean, isn't it true? I mean, if you think about when we were kids, the things we thought we could count on them versus now, I mean, do you feel that? Absolutely. We were just talking a couple of days ago about just like the nuclear family and, and what homes were among our friends, even the non-Christian friends when we were kids. And you could pretty much count on most people having a, a fairly strong nucleus of a family, and that's rare today. It is. And if we think about what our dad's lives were like as workers, I mean, in those days, you could go to work for a company or an entity, and you could expect to be there the rest of your life and expect that they would appreciate you and you would be loyal to them and they would be loyal to you. Right. I remember your dad worked for Coca-Cola for so many years and he was very loyal to them. Very much. Uh, but at the end of his career, that changed because, mm -hmm. you know, big money got into the picture and a lot of that, that sense of loyalty. We could just go on and on talking about the things that we can't count on today. But thankfully for us in these wonderful verses, we can count on the thing that's most important to us. That's right. And that's what I felt God waking me up last night to think about. So I want to just read. Uh, verses 11 through 13 of first John chapter five. And this is what God has testified. You know, John was a close friend of Jesus, right? Jesus committed his mother Mary to John's care on the cross. That's right. So you got to be really close to do that. And John's an apostle, but John didn't say here, we have testified. He said, God has testified this. This is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Now I'm going to get to an important assurance in just a moment, but I think that's one of the most important lines in scripture because this eternal life thing, it's not in us. Right. It's not based on us. It is in his son, Jesus Christ. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. And then this all important verse, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm. Isn't this an enormous assurance? Absolutely. And um, attainable to anyone who will believe. Well, I mean, if you look at it kind of like a, a mathematic equation, mm -hmm. you know, you can ask the question, what happens to those who believe? And the answer is, you have eternal life. Or you can work it backward and say, who has eternal life? And the answer comes back, those, those who believe. believe. What, what struck me as I read this scripture this morning is evidently there are people who have eternal life but don't know it. Because John said, I've written this to you who believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. So evidently there are people who are saved this is true, you know, when John's writing this, it's about A.D. 90. It's only about 60 years after Jesus was on the earth. And yet there were people that had eternal life. They did believe on Jesus, and yet they were afraid that perhaps they might not have it. And we know the source of that is Satan yeah. raising doubts. 
But but what a shame. You know, it reminds me of that old story you used to tell about the the guy going across the frozen water. Can you tell that story? <laughs> oh, Marie Alice, you remember these stories. Unfortunately, these are stories I told in my 20s. And it's still a good story. I'm not there anymore. Well, again, the story is told back in the days of horses and wagons. And so maybe that, that needs to be put in there from the very beginning. But the story is told about a man who was walking in the middle of winter, the dead of winter, and he came to a frozen river and, you know, he needed to get across, but he was terrified that maybe the ice would not hold him up. So he put just a few toes on the ice and it didn't break. And then he put more of his foot on the ice and then he put a second foot on it and he began to gently creep inch by inch across the ice, afraid at every moment it was going to break. And all of a sudden he heard this horrible noise behind him. And he looked, and here was a farmer driving a wagon and, you know, two teams of horses. And he slapped the reins, and boom, they hit the ice and went right on over to the other side. And, and that's why and you... And so one, they both made it to the other side. They, they both but made it to the other side, But one made it yeah. fearful the whole way, and the other one was confident. And, <laughs> that's right. And this is the thing that, that we're being told here, is that we can be confident. We can be like that farmer driving his team. Well, I think... There are reasons why people doubt their salvation. Mm -hmm. And one reason would be because we are such sinners and we mm -hmm. know we're such sinners. And yet it's important to recognize that the eternal life is not in us. Right. It's not based on us. And that goes back to what John was saying. He was saying this is about who God says Jesus is and the right. fact that he really is who, who God says he is. I mean, it's all think, about him. You think about how strong this scripture is. The testimony is from God, mm -hmm. not from man. And the life is in God, Jesus Christ, God's Son. So for all of us who, who look at our lives and say, well, since I've been a, a Christ follower, since I've accepted Christ, I still have this problem and that problem and this sin and that sin. Maybe I'm not saved. How can I know for sure I'm saved when I'm such a flawed person? It's important to realize the life was never in us in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I think that makes me think of uh, maybe it's just because I'm a woman. You know, we can all get a little um, carried away in front of the mirror and looking at all of our imperfections and, and trying to fix them all. And as a Christian, we can do that too. We need to get our focus off ourselves and just really direct our focus to the Lord. That is worth the whole Noah's window today. What an observation, Mary Alice. I love that. I'm going to remember that. Um, I think there's another reason why we struggle. We are accustomed to getting receipts. Mm. You know, when we have a transaction, we're accustomed to having a receipt that we can go back and check or put in our file. And somebody says, well, this didn't happen. This didn't occur. Oh, yeah, I've got the receipt. Or mm -hmm. looking at a, we want a warranty. You know, we want some kind of We want change. insurance. I think this is one of the things that drives the rituals in religion. Mm. Because I think when people, when they get involved in the rituals of religion, it's almost like they get a receipt. Mm -hmm. Some kind of tangible receipt. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, is that salvation is based on faith not on sight, not on receipts. And for anyone who is looking for a receipt, your faith is your receipt. Well, and, and we could boy, we could go down the road here, but, but we know the, the Scripture tells us that we have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is our receipt in a way. He's yeah. our, he's our uh, uh, earnest, the down payment on what's in the future, but in, in our spirit, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. I think... God's presence in our life and watching Him work in our life, that's that's a validation as well. It is. And I think that's a, I think that's a validation that a lot of Christians 
know is there, but don't always recognize it. Mm -hmm. Because it, when I talk to a Christian who is struggling with assurance of salvation, and I've asked this question, do you feel that God has ever been working in your life? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've grown about, I've grown in this, and I've since got working in my life. But I think there's still that thing. Well, if only I had a receipt. If only I had mm -hmm. some kind of tangible guarantee. I really believe what the scriptures want us to understand, what God wants us to understand, is if you have faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is your receipt. That that is your guarantee. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, and that's why John would say earlier in this book, faith is uh, the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. You know. That also reminds me of another illustration that you've given so many times when people are struggling with assurance of their salvation. You always said, if, if uh, I came up to you and asked you, are you alive? Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't say, let me run home and get my birth certificate. Yeah, there was a lot of toxic preaching back in the old days. Well-intentioned, perhaps, but just very toxic. And one of the messages that really messed up a lot of Christians on this was preachers saying, if you can't go back to the date, time, and place when you accepted Christ and you're not saved, well, I'm a, you know, this is one of those little inside secret things. A lot of times what they were wanting, they were wanting altar response mm -hmm. so that it would look like they were successful. And I don't think they were ever completely honest about that. But here's the deal. The Bible never says if you can't go back to the time, the place, and the moment when you accepted Christ that you're not saved. It doesn't say that at all. Now, it is important to have that memory of when you pray to receive Jesus. But we don't always, we don't all come to salvation the same way. I think there are a lot of people who are saved when they're adults and maybe they've gone down a lot of wrong road, bad road. We hear these testimonies and salvation was like a light switch. Mm -hmm. It just it just came as, at, a, at a single moment. But for others, the light is more like the dawn. It's more like mm -hmm. the sunrise. It was much more gradual and they can't go back to a specific moment. But again, the word of God never tells us we need to do that. That's a preacher thing. Mm -hmm. The word of God tells us that our faith is our guarantee and like i used to say back in those sermons in the old days you know if somebody came and asked you are you alive you wouldn't go rummaging through the papers to find your birth certificate you say check my pulse mm -hmm. you know that's my guarantee that i'm alive so if a person's struggling with that today what would you what would you say to them well i think first of all um get your bible and find first john chapter 5 and read verses 11 through 13. now there are multiple scriptures in the Bible that wow. say these same things. But, you know, sometimes you just need a word from God that you can just look at and read and reread and reread until it's in your soul. You know, <laughs> read this every day if you need to read that part about God testifying, not us. God saying this is what's true. Life is in Jesus. And those who believe on Jesus have not will have someday, but have right now eternal life and just read it until you own it. And, you know, two more things on that. You know, if you're having one of those days and Satan's really putting uh, doubts in your mind, get your Bible. Read it to him out loud. Say it out yeah, loud. Yeah, that's right. Read this. To, read If you have doubts about who you are in Christ, then just read this to the devil. Like we said the other day on Noah's window, you know, when he reminds us of our past, remind him of his future. That's right. He's going down. That's he right. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that's really interesting, and I should have, should have read it, but uh, the Bible tells us that when we finally see Satan, mm -hmm. when we see him judged, we're all going to wonder, is this the little runt that caused all the trouble? I mean, he is a small, defeated foe. I love that. Maybe we'll find that for Noah's window someday. I, I want to see <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Bible says, we're going to look at him and say, is this the one who caused all the trouble? Why did I have such a big idea of him and, you know, such a small idea of God? I love that. I do, too. Well, pray for us today. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for the opportunity 
to know Jesus as a personal Savior. Thank you for the opportunity to have your word where we can read and, and be reassured and reminded every day of where our confidence is placed. It's not in ourselves. And we don't want to, we, we want to serve you faithfully, but we don't want to question your faithfulness just because we fell from time to time. And Father, I just pray that you'd get our focus on Jesus and who he is and what he did for us and our trust and faith in him. And please don't let the evil one get us, um, get us sidetracked, worrying and, and questioning, but help us to have confidence uh, to know that, that we definitely have eternal life based on what Jesus did for us. For each and every person who's watching or listening today, Father, whatever is ahead of them today, I pray that you would go with them, that you would guide them, give them wisdom, comfort, provision, and just um, the reassurance of your presence. I pray that the Holy Spirit in each of our hearts, <clears throat> in each of our hearts would reassure us today of who we are in you and our, our future that is certain. And we're going to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. God willing, Marils, we'll be back tomorrow with tomorrow. another edition. Yes, we will. So God bless. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us on our deck today.